What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Black Anime Reviews. You know what I mean? Where we review any, everything from anime, manga to webtoons. And today, we're reviewing the My Hero Academia Season 4. Uh, within this, we're going to break it down into both arcs, the overhaul arc and the festival arc. And we'll basically review them separately uh, because they're very different very different from each other so they both kind of each deserve their own little spotlight so that's how we're going to do it and you already know you got your main man here aaron or the lost homie and we're joined by the newcomer to the squad go ahead <laughs> hi everybody i'm braxton <laughs> and that's pretty, uh, much it. <laughs> that's pretty much it i mean you, 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 you'll come up with a nickname sooner or later you know it takes a while oh, I mean, oh you figure out, we'll figure out something for you you know um, <laughs> okay <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, so we're going to interview my hero. Um, overall, I think the season did what it was supposed to. Um, I'm actually more excited for next season because of what I know is in the manga. I don't really, I don't read the manga, but I have a lot of people, friends who do, and have shared scans and stuff with me. So I, I'm really excited for what's coming next. Uh, but um, overall, I think the season did what it was supposed to do with pushing us toward the next, the next part of my hero. Uh, you have any comments on the season as a whole before you get into it, Braxton? Yeah, so I'm kind of coming from a different perspective, being that I don't really, I don't read uh, manga, not for any particular reason. I just really don't, so I don't know anything about that. But I just liked it because um, I'm just in love with Deku as a person, and that's just it. <laughs> anyway, all right, so let's get into. Uh, so before we get into it, like I always do, just kind of explain how we do reviews over here. Uh, we have a critical review. Uh, which goes into different aspects of, you know, kind of what makes, you know, an anime, you know, great in a sense. And then we go into the personal review, which basically just our personal feelings. Critical is really more objective, uh, really where we kind of leave out our feelings, uh, while the personal is very more subjective and uh, how we let our, you know, personal feelings affect that. So uh, we go into the critical, we go into four different main categories, which is animation, story, characters, and production. Within the animation, we talk about some subcategories, which is environmental, character, action, and cinematography. Uh, for the story, we go into plot, plot progression, ending, and pacing. Uh, for characters, we go into likability, effectiveness, designs, credibility. Credibility deals with just know how real they feel within that world, as if they belong. Uh, sometimes you have sometimes characters who just feel like they're they stand out for no reason or something like that. So that's what credibility really deals with. And then production goes into sound design and musical scores. Everything, every subcategory is out of 10, and uh, animation story is out of 40, while production is out of 20. At the end, we'll have an overall score with a percentage to really how we feel about that arc um, or that show. So uh, we're just going to jump straight into the overhaul arc. Uh, I have a lot to say about this this arc. I probably A lot of people would disagree with how I feel about it, and I don't care. Um, but first, we're going to animate first with an, an, an critical uh for environmental animation i gave that joint a smooth 10 out of 10 i think bones does not miss on the environment um i think there was this thing on twitter people trying to argue about clouds i don't care really it's not that serious i, I saw that too I was clouds, like, why? <laughs> like why is that so serious to you guys yeah and i'm like as i'm like as the sky moves the clouds just don't disappear like the clouds look the same yeah anyway but that's just all, <laughs> I, there's no there's nothing wrong with the clouds i it was just <laughs> talking that hoopla to talk that hoopla just to um, complain about nothing just to complain about nothing so environments i got 10 out of 10 uh i think a lot of shots they do just bones i mean the animation do for my heroes is just great um 
nothing really feels out of place or anything like that. Like the environment, environment just fits perfectly. Do you have any, do you have any uh, opinion? Yeah. So for me, um, I'm a pretty emotional person and my hero's anime, uh, anime, animation really evokes like emotion in me. Like when the characters are feeling something, especially in this arc, like that whole scene where, um, how do, how do you say Lamillion, Lamillion or whatever. And Deku, like they come to the realization of what overhaul is doing to um, the little girl and just how the, the creators made their faces look and the reaction in the whole room around them, just looking and feeling bad for those two characters. Cause the other characters are aware of like kind of the shame and the guilt that they're feeling. Um, so yeah, I gave it, it's a 40 out of 40 all the way around environmental character, action, cinematography, like, from the emotion to just the action scenes and themselves, the details that you can see like in any type of fighting scene. And with Overhaul and um, the quirk that he had, the detail was really important because, you know, it could be really corny if you have someone that can create and destroy like whatever that whole situation. Like I loved how they made that look. All right. I'll ask me your opinion on the environmental animation, but thank you. Um, uh, next. Uh... <laughs> I'm about to just get off this podcast because you continuously disrespect me. Continuously. Uh, but to touched on it with the uh, character animation. Um, that's, that is one of my favorite parts. I gave it 9 out of 10. Um, at only, literally, only because of that Muriel episode where they made it into a slideshow. Uh, just because, I mean, I personally didn't have a big problem with it. Um, I know a lot of manga readers hated it, which is fair play. I believe, though, I, I agree to an extent. I feel as though maybe if we had extended his actual personal fight to about another week, then it would have been really good and it feels very well animated. But then also, yeah, I remember Bones is restricted uh, to their you know mm-hmm. 24 episode seasonal schedule, so they can't do that. However, I would still criticize it because I do understand why. I would have loved if they would have been to flesh out that fight and give us two, three episodes of Mirio and him fighting. And then, you know, that would have been really nice to see, really good to see, especially since Bones is really good at doing that. So I gave their character a nine out of 10, uh, just because, just literally, just literally, just because of that one episode. Um, because it, it really would have, I feel like, pushed the overhaul arc a little bit better. Then you could have thrown a little more flashback scenes in and built. So I, I feel like it would have been, it could have been really good. Um, but one episode. So that's a nine out of ten for me. Really, uh, just without because the arc's 10, 12 episodes and the rest of them are the character animations phenomenal. Um, next we get into action animation again. Something that was just good from A to B, like f- from beginning to the end. The, the action animation is done so well. Literally. Uh, I, even even in parts like I don't I'm I'll say this. I'm not a big fan of how a lot of the sequences went in this in this arc. However, it doesn't take away from how good they look. Even when they went underground and the walls are moving everything like that. It's still it, it they did the quality doesn't lack um at any point uh within their action scenes or scenes where there are a lot of moving parts to it. So it's very what I just, it's just, they just do a very good job with that? What sequence uh, last, are you talking about that didn't make sense, or what did you just say? Not sense. I didn't mean like uh, so. So I didn't. I felt like when they got in there, uh, the raid. I felt like the raid kind of went too fast. Also, mm, um, okay. I feel like they could. I feel like they could have dragged it out more. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like. Uh, for I feel like once. So once they got to the raid, the, the episode mm-hmm. episode before the raid, and the, I think about two before that was very the pacing to me was doing was doing very very well they weren't they were taking their time with it necessarily but then it felt like once you got to the raid they kind of rushed and 
Right. And I didn't I didn't really like that, especially for those two, three episodes where it was like they ran in, then got underground. And then it just I was and I'm not saying like it has to be like police investigation that got sent there, but it just okay. felt rushed to me. It didn't feel like mm-hmm. they um they had the time to really flesh out what they wanted to. Um, right. So uh that I guess into the story though, which we'll get into in a second. Um but lastly cinematography, I think the cinematography's done really well. Um they do a great job of having you feel the emotions of the characters um, within their individual scenes and within the group scenes. They do a real good job of just, if you were to take a still of it, you can really feel everything from that scene. Uh, So I actually give that, but I give also give that a nine out of 10. Um, Just uh, just because again, like some of the sequences I just felt were rushed. And sometimes I felt like when they uh, did choose to take time, I felt like they could have done more. Um, again, because I said the Ariel episode, it just it just felt half baked. So um, for me personally, I give the animation a thirty seven out of forty. So uh, that is a um, that is a ninety three percent. So for me, that's a ninety three percent for the animation thing. Could have been in this arc. I feel like again, Bones they could have done a little better with the more intricate details. But again, I feel like that's all because of time constraints. Uh, next, we can get into the, the story. First, we're going to talk about the plot now. Um, people a lot disagree with me. I don't I don't give this plot an 8 out of 10. First things first, I mean, I don't give this plot a 10 out of 10. I give plot an 8 out of 10 um, because personally, I feel like Overhaul uh, was not used to his greatest extent. And I feel like that's, especially in reference to the other villains that we have. He feels like a throwaway villain, which is something we get, re- which is something that reoccurs on the season. Um, He's a throwaway villain because although he's the focus necessarily at the end of season three and through the whole first half of season four, we don't learn about him until the last two episodes. We really don't get any insight into who he is until the last two episodes and to what he really believes until then. And I just feel like that's kind of sucks because overall, when we find out that his motivation is that, again, he's not like Stain. Stain believes in I want the tr- only the true heroes should really be praised. Only the true hero should really be ABCDFG. That's what Stain believes. Overhaul was all about, I want to flip society over its head. What if no one had powers anymore? What if we were just all equal? Like his whole thing was like making things equal between all people and only the people who were actually intelligently smart, actually worked for uh, strength and like that were the ones that were on top of society. And I, I thought that was really good. I'm like, wow, this man really believes in that? Wow, let's, let's, let's flesh this out. Let's explain it. And then one episode later, he's getting his arms taken off. I'm like... Like, like you, we didn't really get a chance to really flesh him out as a as a, as a hero. I mean, as as a villain, as how he would go a point where we have this anti hero esque villain who who you know kills as a necessity. Saying with Saint, which again, which my hero does multiple times with their uh, anti hero esque villains um, within these two series is within the series. But I just feel like we just got cut off from overhaul before he could really, you know, do his damage. And I don't know if maybe mm-hmm. some point in the manga where he'll come back like a year or two down the line because he's not back now. But right now, it just feels like it was a throwaway. It was like, wow, this seems like a cool idea. Well, nah, we're just going to let him go, though. So that's just my opinion. That's why I had to give that 8, eight out of 10. I do think the rest of the season, um, building up to the plot, introduction of characters, everything like that was pretty much good. Um, but just that last plot point just really, for me, fell on its face. Uh, what do you think? What did you think, Braxton? Um, I really enjoyed the plot. 
Um, this was really something that was straight up my alley um, because, as I've said before, I'm really all about that action. So I loved just just kind of the harshness of the plot. Like, yes, what Overhaul wanted to do, it's it's kind of it's interesting in theory. Like, okay, let's make everything equal. Let's do da da da. But he was doing such horrible things to kind of reach the goal that he wanted. And I just loved learning about the goal and I loved watching. I love how they split everything up. So on one side, you're seeing kind of what Overhaul's doing behind the, behind the scenes. You're also seeing what the League of Villains is doing behind the scenes and how they're incorporated into it. And then on the flip, you're watching Deku and all the heroes kind of grapple with like the horrors that's happening. So yeah, I really, I really liked it. Okay. Um, so I'm good. So you read 10 out of 10 then? Yes, sir. <laughs> all right um next uh we got the plot progression i think the plot progressed pretty well um this is separate from the pacing i think uh necessarily as the show went on we, we moved from again although i thought um some things were rushed which by again i give it a nine out of ten i feel like they kind of rushed from for advancing the plot um i do i do enjoy how the plot progressed how we did learn about um, overhaul his experiments and everything he was doing. I think the plot moved, we moved along the plot very well. Like, it didn't feel like uh, much was wasted um, for the most part. So, pop progression, I gave that uh, a 9 out of 10. Yeah. Is it my turn to talk? Yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, I gave the plot progression um, a 10 out of 10 as well. Um, basically everything you said, there's not much to complain about here, really. I thought the pay, like just everything about it, nothing really bothered me. Yeah, so it's not time for me, it's not time for her. Um, next, actually, we're gonna jump to pacing before we get to the ending. Pacing, I so okay, again, people are gonna disagree with me, but it's what I'm saying. Pacing for me is a seven out of ten. I had a few problems. Um, so I actually liked the uh the, the round table episode necessarily where all the heroes came together. For me, it was really how. Um, you don't really see that a lot in, in shonen anime um, or manga. We don't really see that. Like, a lot of times it's fight, 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 you know, pause, training, boom, fight, 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 pause, training, boom, fight, fight, Like, and then every once in a while you'll get, you know, some slice life as things going on or you'll get, you know, character, a little bit of character development outside. Like, we'll get, we'll get that from time to time to time, but I like how they cemented that round table thing as, as something that is a... Uh, uh, um, an aspect of this world, and I really enjoyed it. It really, it really brings back that Western ideology of superheroes that uh, that Hori brings back uh, every once in a while. Um, so I really love how they did that. However, that's not my my problem. wasn't with that. My problem is with three 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 big things really ruined the pacing for me. One is the first uh, episode with Red Ryan. I feel like that was the throwaway. And I know it's done probably better, better done better in manga. I know it. I believe it. But uh, personally, for me, I felt like it was filler at first. Like, I didn't see the importance of it until we got to the end. And we figured out, you know, oh, they're using these guns, to, uh, the bullets to enhance people's quirks, ABCFG, yada, yada, yada. I got the point of the episode. But my problem with my hero, which kind of gets remedied in the second part, my kind of point in my hero uh, within the overhaul arc is that it's like we get introduced to these characters that, and, and the biggest, and for me, the big scheme of things don't really need much. Um, and that was Red Riot. Now, his second episode, I thought was phenomenal. 
I thought that was really good. I and the thing is, the second episode has nothing to do with the first episode necessarily. We could have had all the development, everything that we had in the first episode and the second one. The first one was just there to to build uh for the um for the bullets and get into Chisaki and overhaul arc. But uh it again it just it felt like a throwaway. You know, it felt like you could have fit you could have put anybody else in that in that episode. And it wouldn't have changed. It could have been Yuraka in the uh in, in her agency. It could have been um you could have did, you know, Deku and them and they they found it again. Like I just felt like it wasn't definitive enough to where it was great pacing. It felt like it took me off the boat. It felt like it took me off the boat and was like, all right, chill here for a second. Um, oh yeah, get your gold coins, then you get back onto the boat and then go. It didn't feel like it was really important necessarily as an episode. Uh, another thing is I didn't really care for Sunny their episode either. So again, that's a me thing. I didn't really care for it. Um, uh, I'm not trying to be personal with it. I just feel as though, again, it kind of breaks up the, this we really breaks up the plot progression and the pacing uh, for me, um, which is why, again, they're both not 10 out of 10. Um, just because, again, it just feels like random because he says, oh, everybody else go forward. I'll stay back. And then we spend a whole episode on him staying back. And then when are we going to see Sunny Eater again? We didn't see him at all, really, in the second half of, of the season. And I don't hear anybody else talking about him in the manga or something like that. So it, again, it's it just feels like a one-off, and this is different from when we had the uh, the the tournament arc early in uh, season uh, one, um, season one I believe, season one, season two, uh, where we had class one B, but class one B were there for a I feel like they there for a very big purpose, and then they were able to step back. You know what I'm saying? Like they were there to fight with class 1A and build up their character development, become better or something like that. ABCFG helped them grow as people and as characters. And boom, they used, they were effective. They were there. Sun Eater is not effective to me. I felt like his, his, I felt like they did not give us enough of him for, for him to really be important. You know, like even then they announced him at the end of season, season three. Oh, these are the big three of my hero of, of um, uh, UA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then we only focus on Mirio pretty much throughout the entire season. And then it's really one off episode of Sun Eater. Again, it just feels like a waste. And I felt like it really ruined the pacing. They could have used that episode as an extra one to flesh out the raid. They could have, instead of having that episode, we could have had another episode of Mirio's fight at the end. So it just, I just, again, I didn't like it. And then again, also pacing. Uh, I think actually no, those are my two biggest problems with the pacing. Um, that's what gave me a seven out of ten because it just it really took me out. I feel like I could have skipped. You could skip the Sunny episode and the Red Ride episode, and you would not lose at all anything from the show. All right, what do you think, Braxton? Um, I, I really uh, okay. So I really liked um the pacing of it. Um, just to kind of backtrack to what you're saying about Sun Eater, I. I didn't really view it, um, like, his little moments as throwaways. Um, like, the whole, when you were talking about Red, um, Red Riot and, like, that whole thing. Um, they have kind of been dropping, like, little little crumbs along the way that um, Sun Eater, Lamillion, and then I don't know what that other girl's name. But, you know, the whole big three, like, that they're there and that they're relevant and, like, whatever. And even though they weren't necessarily on the forefront of everything that was happening, I kind of still, like, I liked it just added an aspect of realism to me because yes, our focus is on Deku and Todoroki and whatever is happening at UA. But in terms of the grand scheme of things, that there are still kids out there that are better than them, that are stronger than them, that are learning more. And so I kind of liked that, although it wasn't at the forefront that we kind of got a taste to see just kind of what he was all about and what that entailed. Um, 
But my problem, so, my problem yeah. with the Sunnier episode is just that it wasn't. See, the thing is, I feel like at a, a big at a big moment, it wasn't to showcase that the Sunnier episode in turn was more to show to showcase why um, Mirio um, was also a candidate to to uh, get uh, All Might's power because Sunnier's whole thing was that he wasn't confident, and then they had the whole flashback of him. Uh, seeing Mirio and Mirio like standing in front of him and like being his sunshine like that, and that's what gave him. So, are you saying that that wasn't sense. relevant? No, what I'm saying, even what if I'm you saying, look at it that way, I still think it's relevant. No, no, no. I say I'm not. I'm not necessarily saying it's it. Like I feel like it wasn't done well. I feel like it. It. It was like. It's like you could have you could have threw that mo- you could have thrown that moment in really anywhere, and it would have and it would have had the same impact. Like he didn't, I, I feel like they didn't give him enough fleshing out before the fact to where that episode was big enough to where it, it deserved that payoff. Um, because again, like I said, at the, at the end of season, at the end of season three, we get them, they, we get them and then they all fight Mirio and Mirio beats all of them, whatever like that. And season three ends, we get season four started and they're not big parts of it. I'm not saying they have to be like at the forefront, but they're barely they're barely mentioned until they um until all the kids who's oh yeah I'm go I asked Sun Eater to go to his agency. Boom. And that's the only time he's mentioned. We have the Red Riot episode where we see him fight a little bit. We see his power. You see what his quirk is and then that's it. But we don't really see him fleshed out. And then we see that one episode where it's literally just it's really more about Mirio, in my opinion, than it is about about Sun Eater. And I just I just I I don't feel like that's enough payoff. To, to, to really yeah. justify him getting his own episode. I feel like if they had fleshed him out, I would have loved it. If they had fleshed him out more, I'd be like, okay, boom. Like, we get it. Like, Sun Eater, that's that nigga. Like, he he is someone to which the heroes really have to put in for. But, and then they, Mirio's the smile. You know? It's Mirio. It's not Sun Eater. You know, it's Mirio. And that's just how I felt. I feel like they didn't give him enough. Yeah, I still disagree. I mean, um, <laughs> like... I, I, I see what you're saying, but that's not really how I view the episode. Um, so even though he was thinking about Mirio every step of the way, I kind of thought it was more so we're seeing kind of, even though Sun Eater has been betrayed as this meek and shy person, like, why is he even in the big three? Like, that's the question that I was left with at the end of season three. Like, what makes this guy so good? He can't even look people in the eye, you know? And it kind of gave us a look inside of just his mindset and the things that he's pushing through and, like, his drive. So I liked the episode. I thought it was cool. Um, but back to the pacing. Um, I gave the pacing a uh, ten out of ten because I just didn't see any problems with it. Yeah, I did not give it that. So, uh, from uh, and then the ending, I gave it ten out of ten. Ended perfectly. Uh, they 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 know how to do their ending sequences well. Deku Deku got the power up hundred percent. It all made sense. It wasn't well. It didn't it didn't detract from the story. It made sense with his growth as a character. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. It's very, 10 out of 10. It, it's interesting that you're giving it a 10 out of 10 when you're saying that you think Overhaul was thrown away and the whole ending was Overhaul being, you know, dismantled. Well, I say as a, as so the story, I, I feel like as a story beats as um, Deku as the main character, um, I don't, I think, although I think the plot wasn't the best and I still think that Overhaul should have been used better or at least give us some hints to where we'll see more of his ideology or more of him being used down the line um i still really liked the ending and how they wrapped up um his arc because we do get to see that we do got to see where he went and again so so as my ending i'm not saying do i do i believe that they did the plot well enough or not, but we do what we do see is we see deku's payoff we see mirio's payoff 
we see we night eyes pay off. Like we see, mm. I feel like we saw enough to where I was really, I really, I really felt the emotion. Again, I may not love what happened with Overhaul, but I, we do still see his payoff. My problem is mm-hmm. we didn't see enough before, but at this moment, this is his payoff. This is where this is where he gets where he sees like where he sees you know Deku change fate, and I forgot what he says before he gets hit, but he kind of concedes in the second in that last second. And I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed how they, how they, even though I feel like they should have done it better, they still wrapped it up really nicely with a nice bow. Really nicely. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's why I give it a 10 out of 10. So that's what, like, I'm, again, I, I, the Bones, Bones know, has known, been known that they're doing since season one, and they still know what they're doing. So I can't, I can't give them too much, too much flack. <laughs> um, but yeah, I gave the ending a 10 out of 10. Well, um, I totally agree with you with the whole boat, like everything. Um, I literally have no complaints at all from the ending. I I was so into that last episode when he went a hundred percent. That battle was crazy. Yeah, I just loved it. Ten out of ten. Um, and uh, so for me, I got a, a thirty-four out of forty, and you have a forty out of forty. Um, mm-hmm. so I have eighty-five percent for story for me. Um, I have 97. 97, all right, 97%. Uh, so next we get the characters. And so characters, I think, so characters is really the strongest suit of my hero. And that's just that's just a fact. Oh my gosh, that. wait, hold on. I'm totally wrong. I don't know why I said 97. I had 100. <laughs> yeah, 100. I don't know why I said 98. I don't know why I said rock, that. Rock, 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 the characters in my hero are the best part of my hero. Like this is such a colorful, cla- colorful cast with, um, they're all used. Even again, I may not agree with the way they're used, but Red Riot episode two that had me, that had me fight for that man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I may, uh-huh. I may, may have not loved Sunnier, but I love the action in the scene. I do love his characterization. I, I still just don't think he was used right, but I love his characterization. So, um, for me, first likability. That's the easy ten out of ten for all the characters. There's not one character where I really just dislike. There's not one character I, I dislike from this cast. Me personally. Literally. So No, um, I agree. I yeah. agree. So not that I think that with likability, effectiveness, again, I think I, even again, I mean I think they all serve their purpose the way they were designed to within the anime. But I, I yeah, I, I, I probably have to give this, just for Sun Eater alone, I give this a 9 out of 10. I just don't feel like he, well, actually, no, I can't even say that. Because I don't think overall I was used it, it, right either. See, I gotta give that an 8. No, 7. <laughs> I give it a 7 out of 10. Just because I really don't feel like those two people were used effectively. You know, I, I really feel like they should have been fleshed out more, given more of a spotlight, given, given, given enough, given enough so I, um, so that their payoff was stronger to me. Um, Although they figure out a way to make overhauls pay off really well, uh, really well done, um, I just I did not see it with Sun Eater, and that's just me personally. I saw it with Red Riot. Red Riot's pay. Red Riot's second episode was amazing. I saw the payoff. I saw it. I loved it. Like I could have not watched the first episode and still loved Red Riot's second episode. That's how much mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. So I give him his payoff. I still enjoyed that. Sunny and mm-hmm. overall, I no, I just I don't know. So I gotta give that a seven out of ten. <laughs> oh, okay, my turn. <laughs> um, I give it a ten out of ten. Again, I have no complaints. I mean, I, it's very rare that I would ever complain about my hero because I just 
the characters just elicit such emotions in me. Like you're saying that you felt like um, certain storylines weren't fleshed out, but I'm looking at it kind of like, okay, boom. So Overhaul was sick. To me, I thought Overhaul was a crazy villain. Like I thought he was (laughs) intense. And then for him to like have that ending, one, it made me think, it made me think of two things. One, how is he going to come back? Because no way he's finished. I just don't see that. I just don't, I don't know. see that. In the manga, they haven't said anything about him. This man been on Hush. So who knows? Okay. <laughs> two, if he is finished, then who the hell is next? Because what kind of mastermind, bloodlusting villains, okay, are we in store for? So I, I, I don't mind. I didn't mind, you know, the lack of the storytelling there. So I give all the characters 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> Um, for designs, I give it nine out of ten, just because I'm gonna be honest. I still hate. I still don't like Deku's outfit that much. I may need some sauce. Oh I my god! Got no sauce. Deku don't got no sauce. Deku has no oh, sauce. Please. I love Deku, but I may got no sauce. He don't even. First of all, he don't even wear his nine percent of the time. No, ninety nine percent of the time, this man doesn't even wear it. He don't put the mask up. He don't wear it. He don't put a hood on. He may just be walking around regular. But I mean is I, I think it is bro if you're not gonna wear it then incorporate it a different way into your fit go go I'm okay with going no hoodie bro take the hood off because I'm if you said everything but the, the, no it's so sauceless it's so sauceless I did I'm so glad sauceless. he doesn't wear the hoodie because I do not like the, the hoodie, hoodie is ugly the hoodie is ugly the hoodie is ugly the mask is cold though the mask is cold I'm okay with the mask but the yeah. hoodie Oh, just, yeah. just, just cut it off. I just, the mask was—I mean, the hoodie was ridiculous. I was so surprised that they even added that on. I was like, I, and I, everything else is fine. Like even like his color scheme, eh, but even then, I, I give him breaks. I give him breaks. But mm-hmm. the hoodie, bro, take the hood off, bro. Cut off the hood. Cut, cut that off, bro. That's really? Just, Literally, let the hood. Besides that, bro. I love everybody else's character design. I know. I love everybody else's suits. Even uh, Chisaki with the little bird, with the little plague bird mask. I still kind of mess with that. Um, mm-hmm. So everybody else, everyone else is fine. I, I think Red Riot is one of my favorites, but I could talk shit on Red Riot all day. Um, <laughs> but yes, that's nine out of ten for me. Um, you got ten out of ten for that, Braxton? Yeah. Nah, I I'm not much to even talk about there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next with credibility, um, ten out of ten. Again, uh, all the all the characters fit in this world. No one feels out of place. No one feels as though they don't fit. This ten out of ten, easy ten out of ten. Everybody feels as though they they work within this uh within this universe. So 100%. Um, yeah, that's ten out of ten. So for me, that's a thirty six out of forty. Ooh, excuse me. Oh gosh. For me, to... it's hundred forty out of forty. Yeah, we know that. We know that already. Alrighty. <laughs> Next, we go into production. Um, I gave uh, sound design an eight out of ten. Again, my standards is Fire Force, and they're not better than Fire Force. So uh, it's eight out of ten. Uh, for my sound design, um, they're not better than Fire Force, man. Like Fire Force's sound design is godly. So, um, the straight eight out of ten for me. Not, I mean, I could explain. I, it just there's certain parts just don't hit the same as as mm-hmm. um, other anime that I've listened to or watched. Um, certain parts just don't hit the same. Um, but overall, it's still good sound design. It's still good. You will you will still enjoy it. Um, however, just. It's not better than Fire Force, so I gotta give it. It's just not reaching that level. It's not no, it's just not Fire Force level of sound design. Fire Force level of sound design is just different. You still gotta watch that. But when you watch when you watch Fire Force, you'll you'll know you'll know exactly what I mean about sound design. Like you can disagree about a lot of things about about Fire Force. You can disagree with the story. 
you can disagree with maybe a character or two, and that's fine. I, I mean, you, no one's built to like everything. But mm-hmm. at the same time, that sound is... I can't get into it. <laughs> it it is it hits on such a different level. Uh, but yeah, so for me, that's an eight out of ten. Um, I gave the sound design ten out of ten, just because I have no complaints. So I feel like, why should I lower it? <laughs> okay. Like... Uh, <laughs> next up, musical score. Musical score. I have nine out of ten. I think just because. Um, you know, of course, the musical score, we got the, the, the ending fight between Deku and Overhaul. Amazing. Um, they use mm-hmm. that so well. That's basically the bulk of my nine points. Everything else is that one point. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't think they always, like, they, like, every, like, Shonen knows how to use their, um, their penultimate fight to have that great musical, that great music. Plus, I like um, the intro, the OP and the ED um, for uh, my hero, so like there's that. So that all builds up those nine points, but everything else is just kind of boneless when it comes to the music. So I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not straight ten out of ten, just because everything else is boneless. But that uh, it did their thing. It did their thing with that final fight between Overhaul um, and uh, Deku. So I'll give them props for that. Uh, I gave the musical um, score a ten out of ten, just because to me a big part of this anime and like kind of the emotionality that it invokes to me a lot of it comes from the score so i give it a 10 out of 10 <laughs> that's fair that's fair that's true though good music makes you feel song exactly um, so uh my overall score for the my heroes academia season four overhaul arc um is a 124 out of 140 or 89 percent for me personally i think that's fair that's actually how i felt coming out of it i enjoyed it but not to the level to to um to where I believe it's over in ninety. Um, this is like a a minus. This is like what a minus B plus. Um, so uh, yeah, for me that this is fair. I think it's very fair. Um, it got a fat hundred percent from me <laughs> off the strength that uh I'll be riding with Deku to Deku till I die, and that's on period. Oh my gosh, the show is just more than Deku. Anyway, um. Uh, I think just for my re, um, for my fun factor, um, I'm just gonna say that one. We're not gonna go into that too much. Um, I do think this would definitely be rewatched necessarily. This is definitely sometimes we watch something that I'll probably show my kids when I get older. Um, definitely, definitely an essential anime, and this this season really for me doesn't disappoint too heavily. Um, so for well, this arc doesn't disappoint too heavily. So my my fun factor is around 88 percent. Um, just because the, my enjoyability just falls and falters in certain plot points and um, uh, certain effectiveness of characters. So for me, that's for me that's an eighty-eight percent. Still, I will rewatch it. It will be rewatched, but that's just what I got for right now. Um, for me, my fun factor is obviously a hundred percent. Like what? <laughs> obviously. <laughs> All right. So now we're gonna move over to the festival arc or the second half of My Heroes Academia season four. Um, by far the arc I enjoyed more than most people who watch My Hero Academia. Well, I'm not gonna say that. You know, I mean, there's other people who agree with me. You know, what I mean, shout out to you know, my people anime lately. You know, what I mean, some of them agree with that. Um, I definitely, uh, I like this arc better than um, better than the overhaul arc. Um, because mm-hmm. I love I love character development more than I love fight scenes. Uh, so, um, and you like to be bored. That's what that no, means. No, no. Character development is amazing. I love, I love seeing characters struggle. I love seeing them go through things. Um, 
and I love I love seeing them come out of them better. And this is kind of what this whole arc, in my opinion, is about. Is about um, the kids who went off, um, who went off on this this uh, this fight against Overhark and seeing all these atrocious things coming back and having to grapple with them and and learn that uh, you know everything's not as nice as you think it is. Like the hero life isn't you know all daisies, and it's not something that they even really get into. But it's like that when like reality hits you in the face. And that's what a lot of them got. Yuraka, uh, Froppy. Um, uh, Red Riot and uh, Deku, you, and you see that written on their faces when they come back. When they come back, you see that written on their face, and it takes them a few episodes to where they they become different. And you also see Deku, who learns that what he's doing right now is not enough; is that he must become better. And uh, that's why we see him pick up the gloves that allow him to like shoot air pressure and stuff like that. Like we see him learn that his what he's doing is not enough. He can't just be a punch. He can't just be a kick. He has to be able to do more than that. And uh, I really love that. Um, really love how they incorporate that really well in the festival arc. Um, in this idea where there's this peace, where there's a subtle peace, where Overhaul is dead, but uh, the world is slowly radicalizing and, and these heroes don't know that. Um, or at least the kids don't know that. Uh, so um, let's just get into the festival arc. First things first, we're not going to go through all the individual animation because there's really no point to. There is no mirror episode. So you know what that means? Everything's a 10 out of 10. What the hell? Oh my God. <laughs> there's no mirror. Because there's no mirror episode, I can give everything a 10 out of 10. I don't think there's any part where I really dislike the animation. I actually really love um, every part of it from beginning to end, environmental mm -hmm. character, the action, and cinematography. Um, everything is lovely. I can't think of any individual moments where... I was like, yeah, what the fuck? Like nothing or anything about it, I was really disappointed. Um, I think the biggest, the best pro the best moments of cinematography is where we have Aerie smile. That's amazing. Um, yeah. That's an amazing scene. We have we have the uh, one part I really like is where Gentle loses and we just see him looking at La Brava um, and you see the desperation in his eyes and you see the love in hers. And I just, I love that exchange. That was done really well. Um, and yeah, so that's just, that's an easy forty out of forty. That's an easy hundred percent for me. Yeah, um, uh, it's oh, was it not my turn? No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> um, I give it a uh, hundred percent too. But something that I want to point out um, is like when Labrava like used her quirk and then she like transferred her love to Gentle. I like how the animation they used for it, it was so simple, like. The, yes, the that, that was perfect. It could have been it could have been really corny. It could have been really yeah. corny. But they did that really well. Yeah, I really liked that. And I was surprised because I like I'm opposite of Aaron. I didn't really enjoy, I mean, I the arc was okay, but I it was nowhere near as good as the overhaul arc. That's fine, that's fine. It's a critical opinion. Um but uh <laughs> next uh next we get into um the story, obviously. For the plot, I gave it a nine out of ten. Um I think this plot, uh, this plot struggles um, in one part particularly, and uh, which is literally one thing. And, um, and I, I, I can't even say it struggles because I really don't dislike the festival arc. Like I do, I do understand um, the difference between going from something so fast paced, moving something so. Of rushed and not rushed and hurried, but something so fast paced as the overhaul arc, and then just being dropped into the festival arc, and it's it can be a big adjustment, which is I think is a a, a big part of the uh, 
the dislike that it gets is that the adjustment period from that to that, and you don't, and again, it's, this arc is very important for the growth of all the characters. Um, but at the same time, uh, you do have that idea as though it's like, what's the point? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a payoff we won't get till the next season or um, or even halfway through next season because I'm pretty sure I know what the next season is coming up with. Um, we won't see that till like next season. So for us, it's a lot of that idea of we have a long payoff, a long time period to where you'll see the end of it. So I can I can really see how um, this plot is not the strongest. Personally, again, I really enjoyed it for what it was, but I can really see how a lot of people cannot enjoy, not really understanding what's the payoff for this for this arc. Um, also, what's the payoff for the characters in the arc? So I gave it a nine out of ten, um, just for that. Um, I I don't know. This was kind of hard for me to rate, just off the strength that I wasn't I wasn't really interested in this plot. I thought Gentle was really lame, and um, but whatever. But I still watched it. So that being said, like the fact that it was able to capture my interest. And I was able to get into it and actually be in tune to like the last fight, which I thought was ridiculous. But I was still into it. So I I don't know. I guess I'll give it an eight out of ten. Like it was good. It just wasn't what I wanted to see, I guess. Which is fair. I think I think as people who are hardcore shonen, it's very hard to get it like this part of the season felt like a departure from what makes shonen shonen. And right. but at the same time, I think that's in my opinion, I think that's what Horikoshi is kind of going up, going for, is that this isn't your mama shonen. Um, it's definitely something that is trying to give us more direct uh, character development and more intense development than before, mm-hmm. than what we've seen in other anime. Um, to where we have other anime where they have, some anime has really good um, filler arcs. You know I mean? Bleach being one of them has some really good filler arcs, but at the same time, they're filler. Like, they're not important to the story at all. Like, you go back and every like, you can enjoy, you can really enjoy filler arc, but then you get back to the story, you're like, yo, what the hell? Like, what was it? Right. Why did I watch those 10 episodes for no reason? Well, this isn't like that. The festival arc right. is important. It will build on these characters as people. We're going to see, we'll see Deku in a new light next season because of his fight with Gentle. We'll see uh, the characters of 1A in, 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 in new positions and new, in new areas because of the fight. Like we have, like the stuff that happened with Todoroki and, um, uh, and Bakugo, that's going to affect them with, when, they're, when it comes to the next level of their uh, development. And so again, it it may seem as though it's just a filler arc or something like that, but it's not because it's important important to the characterization and the for the development of the characters, which is what I think Horikoshi is kind of going up for, going with with this. But um, net plot progression, I think the plot progress, I give it a nine out of ten again, just because I think moving from the overhaul arc to the festival arc was so sudden and kind of it kind of can mess with the pacing of for someone who doesn't like this or. It, it did mess with the pacing at first because it's it's such a cooldown. Um, however, I did like the pacing for a few episodes, which I'll talk in a second uh, after Rexing gets to a point. And um, but yeah, pop progression for me was a nine out of ten, just because it was kind of like rough, like going through rough water from hitting from going from overhaul to this. Um, I will give it. I'm actually going to give it a ten out of ten, just because. I kind of li- I liked how it progressed. So although I'm not that much of a fan of the plot, I like how it went from super intense, super like detrimental. Everybody's um, emotions are at an all time high, but now they're back at school because I feel like that's so real. Like you yeah. kids 
it's like students are going through stuff all the time and then the next day you still have to get up and go to class so i i kind of yeah. liked how that how it flowed into each other so i'm going to give it a 10 and I agree with that. I think that really um takes part. So like going straight to the pacing, I think that really takes into the, um the pacing of the show to where we have this high energy arc, and then we're given another arc where they do have to go back to school. And and it's and to me, why I think the pacing is so important is because when you look into the reason why class one A wants to do this for class one B is because they feel like they're being a burden on them. They're the reason the campus is locked down, even though it's technically not their fault. But kids can be irrational. But like right. they're the reason why. Um, why UA is locked down? They're they they're getting special treatment. They get to live at the school. They get to eat at the school. They get they they they're a lot of them are already taking their pro hero test. Like they they have been getting the special treatment, and the rest of the school is looking at them, looking down at them. Especially with the recent incident with Chisaki and Overhaul and everything that's going on. So which is the same person, but but overall, say what's going on. So um, for me, I thought the uh pacing was done really well. And I, this is so the way they showcase the characters in this one, I liked it a lot more than everything they did in Overhark. And uh, and that just because I felt as though they gave these characters just enough. They didn't give them too much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They gave them just enough to where we could get a feel for the characters and their own motivations. Like the uh, the well, the girl who's one of the main side characters, the woman that's a singer. We get just enough of her motivation to where um, I could really enjoy it, like to where I could really feel her as a character. I didn't have to like, I didn't have to see her every episode, but when she was in, she acted on it, and I really enjoyed that. So mm-hmm. uh, for the pace that goes, I really love the way this this this, this um the season was paced. Um, we do have like the plot of convenience with you know um, Deku seeing uh, gentle at the uh, when he's picking up stuff, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'll say this. And I, I've heard this multiple times because I mean, people um, don't like convenience in shows and movies, but at the same time, convenience is the only reason my shows happen. So, um, <laughs> convenience is That's the only reason though. why we have TV and movies. So, I, I didn't really treat that that hard. And even the pacing of that fight was was good. It wasn't it, it wasn't dragged out. If in my opinion, I felt like it lasted just long enough um, to where we could get into uh, the craziness of what the world is at now. Which is again highlighted again when we get to the end of the season. So I just right. I, I feel like it just it made it made the connections in the branches that it was supposed to. Right, right. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, ten, 10 out of ten with that. I agree. 10 out of 10. Um, and next it's actually, like, it's just the more we talk about this, the more I'm kind of interested in just how like like what an effect that this arc kind of had on like the show. Cause when, before we literally got on the podcast, I was telling Aaron how I thought it was so whack and blah, 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 blah. But um, just kind of talking about it in this way, I get like, uh, I'm kind of having a new, a little, not necessarily a new opinion, but I'm looking at it kind of differently. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I, I, it took me a minute to get, cause again, at first I liked it just in general as I was watching it. Cause again, I like slices of life. I like slowdowns. I like seeing the effects, the after effects, you know what I mean? Like, um, there's a storm, but like what happens after, like, I love seeing that. But at the same time, um, when people are complaining about it, um, I looked into it more and I, I understood, I like, cause a lot of people, we want, when you, when you want a shonen, you want your shonen, you want your bleach, you want right. your Naruto and like that, you know what I mean? Where you may, where for half episode, you may see their lives, but by the end of the episode, they're back training. You know what I'm saying? While we don't mm-hmm. get this in this arc, it's not because because at the end of the day, um, it's not about that. You know, right. um, 
And I think a big episode, which which people we people made memes about and joked about, was the cheese episode with Naval Laser. But um, but <laughs> yeah. I, honestly, that's one of my favorite episodes of the season because um, what we see is the camaraderie between Class One A. What we see right. is the 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 big mental toll that it's really taking on the the characters as kids having to fight people who want to end the world, want to end their lifestyle, and they're forced to to fight to where their bodies can no longer fight anymore. And right. uh, I feel like in that episode really really showed how Deku's mental status affected everyone else. You know, to the point where like that guy to Naval Laser was like, we're just alike. You know what I'm saying? Like we're very similar in the way to where our powers hurt ourselves. And we're and I just I did that because I wanted to make you happy because you haven't been happy. You've been right. back, but you haven't been happy. You're not the same. And you know, Deku realizes that All Might always had a smile on his face no matter what was happening. You know, I mean he has this, he has this moment multiple times because he, you know, he's he's bad at this. But you know, All Might always has that smile on his face and he realizes just how important those little things are. And that's what I really mm-hmm. love about the season is we really see those small character beats that will pay off for us really well in the end. So um mm-hmm. yeah so that's my pacing ending again 10 out of 10 easily that that episode with Endeavor yo this is so again this is so much long payoff if you're an anime only you never thought you would see Endeavor in this life. <laughs> you know what I mean you might have you might have hinted at you might have those, those few people that'll be like that'll be like um Oh yeah, I'll watch Endeavor's gonna be like you might have had those people that hinted it, you know what I mean? But until mm-hmm. the festival arc began, I didn't see this happening really until we saw Endeavor watching Todoroki and them with the kids and, and, and him talk turn to All Might and say, What makes you number one hero? You know what I mean? Like to where like cause we don't cause we don't get to see him like this. You know what I mean? Like we don't right. get to, we, and, and and then even Hawks, when Hawks is like, I didn't look up to All Might, I looked up to Endeavor because Endeavor um when Endeavor, when, when everyone else was in awe of All Might, when everyone else was just wanted to be like All Might, um, um, Endeavor was trying to outdo him. Endeavor was still fighting to be number one. And you don't really see that until, you know, that episode. And I, I, I thought it was done phenomenally. I, it was amazing. Even when he said plus ultra, you know, it just, it, they did that right. ending. I, that's got to be one of the best endings I think I've seen in modern anime. I, 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 it, uh, Four season, it's just so uh, just different levels of just uh. <laughs> yeah no that that part with endeavor um yelling plus ultra that was sick i never 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 would have thought i would see myself rooting for him but there i was and it, it is it did a good job of kind of um showing not only him uh becoming a better person necessarily but also mm-hmm. they did a great job of um showing him like fighting for his family fighting for everything like he know like he knows he can't see his wife no he can't see it because she's gonna be triggered and she's gonna start wilding but you know what i mean but he also knows like and it's funny because they said in the beginning of the episode which i really love they show like they're like why do you keep sticking up for dad da, 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 da. and she looks at the flowers she's like those flowers you know what i mean i told your dad right. once one time when we were dating that i like those right. flowers and I get new ones like every every week or every month or something like that. And she was like, "Did you see him?" He's like, no, he knows not to see me. But th- these flowers, and that's the thing though, these flowers show that he's still fighting. And we see him go to his go to Toroki and says, "I'm going to be the best hero. I'm going to be a father you're going to be proud of." And we see him grow. And that's just I they did his character development was done wonderfully. I ten out of ten for that ending. They, 
Bones is on a shit too. That that ending was amazing. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Ten out of ten for me as well. Yeah. So for characters, I got forty out of forty, which is hundred percent. Yep. Same for me. Yeah. And the last year of production again, sound design. Still wasn't better than Fire Force, so that's a nine out of ten. Um, but that's it. This is nine out of ten because I, 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 if I put it ten out of ten, it means I'm saying it's on the same level of Fire Force, and it's not. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't say that. Um, right. So yeah, nine out of ten for me. But yes, it sounds very good. All the sounds are amazing. Yeah. Yep. I same same here. Same here. <laughs> well, you have a ten no out of ten, though, right? Uh, didn't you say ten out of ten? Oh no, you didn't. I said sound force. So I nine out of ten. Yeah, I gave it a ten out of ten too. But I kind of actually, I am going to go back on my rating for the characters because I just thought Gentle Criminal was a waste of space and a waste of my time. <laughs> I so, like Gentle, so that's fine. Well, I don't know. Never I like him. I think Gentle fit well into what they're trying, the story they're trying to tell for the world. But at the same time, I can, I can, I can see why, why you wouldn't like him. Why he might feel like a waste because there's other, yeah. other ways to where they could incorporate that. But I like the way they did. I, I, I think it was. I just uh, thought he could have been so much cooler. Like he was corny to me. Like that's what. Like literally before this episode started, I keep saying this. I was telling Aaron how whack I thought it was, and a big part of that was because. Gentle Criminal was whack. So there was no reason that the fight between him and Deku lasted as long as it did. Like, it just seemed like a waste to me. So I don't know. So I guess for characters, if I go back, I guess I would give it a 9 out of 10 just because I didn't like him at all. <laughs> oh, uh, for like ability of Hulker. Understandable. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I liked Brava. I thought she was so cute. <laughs> Her story was cool, I thought. Yeah, but I, I think, but I think that her, her story was like the same thing as his story in a sense that he got inspired by, um, you know, people that necessarily might not have been doing the best things, but they were doing it to like the best of their ability, I guess, um, so to speak. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, so for musical score, I gave a nine out of ten. Again, like I just, I, I don't feel like the music hit every single moment. Like I don't even remember the music that was playing again during um, uh, Endeavor's fight. I don't. Was there even music playing? I don't even remember. That's like that's I like I remember the music. So. I remember the music during Deku's fight. Like that was amazing. But during Endeavor, I believe there when he was um like during the climax of it when he was powering up like into the sky and then when he yelled. Yeah, yeah, I think there was too. Yeah, yeah. I think there was. But it, it just it just didn't hit the same way. Like I'm not, the music didn't hit. The moment did, but the music did hit the same way. I still like, but I did like the the opening in the um. And the ending, so um, I can still give it that. So yeah, mm-hmm. so that's nine out of ten for me. Yeah, I give um that whole section. It's a hundred percent for me. Ten out of ten for both. <laughs> All right, so I got an eighteen out of twenty for productions. That's ninety percent. So for the overall score, I give the uh, festival arc a one hundred and thirty-six out of one hundred and forty, or a ninety-seven percent. Um. You you got like a what a one thirty nine out of one forty. That's like ninety yep. nine. That's a ninety nine percent. Literally ninety nine. Literally ninety nine. Just because gentle was stale. <laughs> so, so so um so basically so so overall I'm, I, since you're not gonna do percentage for the overall overall I'll I'll give a uh the uh, my hero season four definitely definitely still a must watch definitely continuing to be as good as it was but I do feel like um because of the story they're trying to tell and the time frame and what the capabilities having having you know seasonal can be good and bad. And I feel like in this case seasonal was done to a detriment that it kind of lowered the bar for me for the overhaul arc. However, I feel like it really picked it up for the festival arc, in my opinion. 
as my critical analysis, my objective analysis. Your mind, your different. <laughs> but my objective, objective analysis. That's how I feel. You know, mine is different. <laughs> you get, you get, you, you get, you get over a hundred. It's a ninety-nine percent. So, so doesn't what? matter. That's that's so, you know that's so small. My I think my my, my overall is eighty nine, and this is ninety seven. No, that's that's the whole over a ten point difference. This is one. But point. I mean, this if a, we look at what we're rating, right? My uh, only critique of likability. This, uh, yeah, like period. But that's what I've been saying, so it shouldn't be surprising. Just because I didn't like gentle doesn't mean I'm gonna say no. I didn't like the music. Like that's just not true. Well, I'm not saying that. Gosh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, but uh, for our personal, um, my personal, I gave this a ninety-three percent. Um, my enjoyability and interest, I think, went down at one point. I was still interested. I was still really interested in what happened. Um, I just, I again, I, I like how they're. I'm interested. I like how they're um, leading up to something. I'm just ready to see the payoff. That's me. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy this arc, which is getting nine out of ten. Um, but again, it wasn't. It's not my favorite arc in history. Or anything like that, um, or even my favorite arc that I've seen recently, I guess. So that's why I give it nine out of ten. Um, everything else, like characters, ten out of ten, rewatchability, nine out of ten, all that. So ninety-three percent for me, as a front, as my personal subjective, just how I felt when I was watching it. Yeah. So my personal score is very low. Um, enjoyability, I just gave it a seven because I didn't really start enjoying it until uh kind of the end of deku and gentle criminals fight like when he finally started acting like he was freaking deku and started like winning like then i was like okay finally thank you i'm I'm interested um interest i gave a seven as well because literally what i just said um period characters i gave a five out of ten because i felt like the focus of this arc was basically gentle criminal and la brava and i just didn't like gentle enough to give it a higher score like i you already know how i stand about deku and la brava but for 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 all that thinking and all this determination and everything that this arc was about to be focused on that character like it just it just wasn't speaking to me and i wouldn't rewatch it so i gave it a zero. Oh my gosh <laughs> so uh that would be a 47 <laughs> percent <laughs> Oh yeah, I I think you, people there are a lot of there are gentle stands. There are people when gentle isn't juice. There's people who are like, oh my gosh, I'm gentle, sure there that's are. My, that's my nigga. I love gentle. I'm, sh- I'm sure at gentle- Comic Con there's gonna be a couple of gentle criminals. Je- 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 gentle took took over Twitter for like a good day or two when he was introduced. Yeah, he's whack as hell. I disagree. As I don't hell. think he's whack. I just think he's like an old guy on the internet. Um, <laughs> an old guy on the internet that literally had Deku being thrown into. Into, I get, I get. I think, I think his quirk, his quirk. Honestly, his quirk is actually pretty powerful if he used it for the right ways. Like he can, he can, he could literally, you know, like walk through the sky because, well, bounce through the sky because he can create like elastic air, like through air pressure. So yeah. he can really do whatever he wanted. Like when he when they was fighting the trees. Come on now. When they was fighting the trees, I really enjoyed that. That was crazy, and that was I. Lo- and I think the problem. See, the problem with Deku is. As a character, and Bakugo has the exact opposite problem as a character. Um, Deku's problem is that he thinks too much sometimes, while um, Bakugo's problem is he doesn't think enough. So that's why they're like different reflections of each other. Um, 
Because Bakugo, he would just went went off. And he probably got caught in a trap or something. While Deku was like, you know what? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my time and I'm gonna try my best not to create cause much damage and stuff like that. So um, yeah, biggest receptacle. That's true. Yeah, but um, that's that's the end. Of, that is the uh the end of this review today on My Hero Academia season four. Um, if you guys ever have a show that you want us to review, please let us know. Add us on Twitter. DM us. Do what you yeah. gotta do. Um, if you uh if you if you don't agree with with our uh objective or even our personals i don't care um add us tweet us mention us this yeah. album we will answer i will talk my shit i don't care where it's at let's chat my account <laughs> is on private though i won't cap but if you request me i will accept you <laughs> <laughs> so uh <laughs> uh more 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 reviews to come um and uh Thank y'all for listening, but that's it. All right, now. Yeah. Peace.